Hello and welcome to the Fence End podcast, uh, the first one of the 18-19 season. Uh, we are here with some familiar faces. Um, we have a, a bit of a smaller team than last season. Um, people have got other commitments which are apparently more important than this. I can't quite imagine what those could possibly be. But, work, um, is it work? Oh, something, something like that. that. So that's what's there. Well, you know, that's, that's something like that, yeah. But there we go. Well, they've got to find happiness somewhere, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a well on Saturday. <laughs> but uh, there we go. Uh, so if we just do a quick introductory round the room. So to my right we have... Simon. And James. And I'm Fraser. So it's just the three of us this week, but, you know, quality. So there we go. Right. Um... Okay, so first podcast of the new season. Um, we didn't do one before the season started. Sorry about that, but we just couldn't really get our diaries together. I know you were devastated, Tim. Uh, you are definitely listening to this. 50% of the listenership there. Um, so first things first, players in and players out. So, transfers in. We had Armani Little, Tony McMahon, Cameron Norman, Gavin White and Jamie Mackey. And loans in, we had Samir Carruthers. Luke Garbutt, Marcus Brown and Sam Smith. And most people are saying Ricky Holmes has, has pretty much happened or is going to happen. Let's not jinx that, but it's pretty much there. What do we, what do we think of those players who've come in? Uh, I don't think it's enough. I don't think the players in equated to what Carl Robinson was saying was going to happen. And I think that certainly put me on edge through the summer, expecting a lot more players a lot quicker. Um, but the ones we've got a sort of mixture of, of old pre, you know, Appleton uh, era strategy of getting youngsters in and seeing if there's some potential building them up. But we've also got some old war horses in there, if you call someone who's you know 30 an old war horse. <laughs> um, but well, it is if you're me. Yeah. <laughs> not, I can't not, not if you're me. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got that. Um, mixture which is a little bit different it's you know the Appleton era was a lot more young talent then we had Peps which was football manager let's just try and sign everybody we can with who's exotic yeah um, and now is a new uh, era which seems to be a more sensible mix of youngsters and experience but it's still a lot of gaps personally I think in, in the squad where do you think needs filling? I think midfield and up front. I think our attack lacks a bit of bite. And I think our midfield uh, still lacks... I think Ledson's going to be a big, big miss for us. Now, uh, possibly we, we still miss Lundstrom in the middle of the park from this time last year, really, when he went to Sheffield United. So um, I think Brannigan's an excellent player. I mean, you've mentioned the, the players we've had in. But if we think about the players that we added in January as well, you've got some really interesting players there in Dickey and Brannigan. I think Brannigan is going to be excellent for us. I think he needs support. I mean, I don't want to yeah. criticise Josh Ruffles, but I'm not sure if Ruffles and Brannigan worked particularly well at Oakwell. I think the scoreline <laughs> says no. Um, yeah. Whether that was down to those two or not, I personally didn't pick up on that. I know Carl Robinson in his post-match interview was saying that the midfield lacked something. I don't know if that was criticism specifically on those two. I think it was. It seemed to lack numbers. We it, we were over, and I saw a comment somebody on the fans forum criticising Ruffles, saying oh, he didn't have a very good game, and he was he was constantly being overrun. And you think, well, it's not his fault if yeah. he's the only midfielder trying to close down three or four others. Of, you know, Barnsley players. I, I, yeah, I thought we were overrun, and neither of them had great games. But I'm not sure that was necessarily down to their performances more the way that the the team was was set up 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's got to be, no matter what else is said, what has to be part of the account is I think Barnsley are a very good team. Yeah. They're one of the best we'll see in this division. That doesn't mean it's perfectly fine and dandy to get done for nil away from home on the opening game of the season, but yeah. I think that has to be factored in. I don't think we'll come up against many other teams as good as that. The, the way they move the ball, the pace, that they, I mean, I think they've lost one player since last season. Yeah. In a, and they, they weren't whipping boys in the championship. They went down on the last day, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, and mid-season looked like they were actually going to probably stay up, but um, yeah, I think it has to be taken into account. Just you know, the, the opposition that we were playing. However, it, it it was it was slightly frustrating and worrying that we shipped four goals, unanswered goals away from home, and, and possibly could have been more. It, um, it felt like it could have been more. And, and the concerning thing for me, going back to the original point, I suppose, was that none of the new players particularly shone. Mm. You know, yeah. there wasn't anybody who was, I mean, Rob Hall was our best player on the pitch and, you know, he feels like a new signing because we've not seen him for a long time. Mm. You know, it was nice to see Nelson there, but, you know, it was a fairly new uh, 11, if you think about it, with, with Nelson coming yeah. back after injury, Dickey obviously being in there, Ruffles is the mainstay, but everybody else yeah. um, w was effectively playing having a new start and John Abika as well had an amazing mm. pre-season and I could not believe oh. the amount of grief he was getting from our fans within the first 15 minutes mm. right and it was just really frustrating and it's a bit of a downer that you've got people willing to scream at someone you know okay he's made a mistake but he's not a premiership footballer he's playing in league one well there was a chance early on wasn't there for a beaker down down at the end of our fans were at where a ball was chipped in and if he'd scored it it would have been a volley and it would have been amazing it would have been an amazing finish yeah that one was like okay fair enough but i think there was one in the second half he went through on goal and he showed a classic sign of no confidence where yeah. he turned and sort yeah. of tripped on his own leg and and i I can't understand why he's lacking confidence. I mean, yeah. he'd scored against Crystal Palace in pre-season. Yeah. First team Crystal Palace. And I don't know, I, I was quite amused as to how he's he scored lots of goals again. in pre-season. Yeah. 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 I wonder if he's if the fans do get to him. I, don't I know, wonder perhaps. because it was so early that I start you could hear people having a go at him. Mm. That if he's a player and he's had an amazing run in pre-season and everybody's jolly, there's not a lot on it. But as soon as there's a bit of pressure he doesn't seem like a big game player to me. You know, he, he, he seems like a forward that we can bring on and is going to be able to put a bit of pressure in a certain, certain style of play. I don't think he's a leader of our line. No. And I think that's, well, I, I believe it's what we're lacking. You know, Sam Smith isn't the finished article. He's going to need to be brought in. But I don't think we've got a forward a clinical centre forward who can go out and be destructive and be forceful. He, he gets bullied too much than he could does. There was a point with um, Carruthers going off early on Saturday where we had Mackie, Smith and Ubika all on the pitch, you know, three centre forwards, our, our three only centre forwards really, yeah. on the pitch and you never felt that they were threatening you know, the Barnsley goal. We, we looked with three centre forwards on the pitch, didn't look like we were going to score. No, there was one run from Smith, which I thought was pretty good. He could, controlled the ball mm. well, had a lot of pace, but there was no interplay between mm. any of the applause. Uh, Mackey, you know, say he's a centre forward, he was playing out wide. Right, yeah. Didn't really do a lot. No. Um, On that, um, mm. Jamie Mackey, we're, we're talking about players who've come in. Jamie Mackey surely is the, the most uh, well-known player that we've signed in the, in the window. What do, people, what do people think of his performance on Saturday? Not... 
Yeah, we certainly haven't seen the best from. from no, no, I don't I, think it was yeah. a terrible performance. It just didn't work. The whole yeah. the whole team. I, I I looked at the Oxford Mail um, score with the player player ratings today. I they, thought you were going to say comment section. They, 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 well, no, well, I'm not that mad. <laughs> Um, I, you know, wasn't st sticking the noose up at, at half past three after reading them. But um, you look at they've now added in point fives in the in the rating, obviously. And, and, and Dave Pritchard's having a great time giving everybody a little extra mark or a little lower mark. So they're a lot more four point fives than we used to. But it's across the board, and I don't think there was anybody you could watch go into that game. I didn't think any one player was dreadful. I thought just as a team yeah. we were poor, which worried me. Mm. Under Pep, there were times where the team was playing really well, and there were individuals who were dreadful. Mm. But it didn't. It, things still gelled a little bit under Pep, so it was it was a bit of a bit of a concern on, yeah. on the, that, that play in front. But Mackey, he's, he's got a big um, reputation, hasn't he? Yeah. QPR fans absolutely oh, love him. Okay. Mm. Um, but we've had those type of players before where the, the opposition fans love him. There's always been a, oh, we love him, but yeah, he's injury prone, or, or there's this, or there's that. There's well, the billing seems to be he's a trier, he's a workhorse, and, you know, apparently would remind us a bit of Danny Hilton, where he would be 100% all the time, might not always score a goal, but he would never stop trying, which is a big fan tick box, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone loves a player like yeah. that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, like last season, in the opening games, there were players that didn't, uh, ingratiate themselves, and by by Christmas, people you know loved them. And you know, think about Andy Wing when he came; mm -hmm. people were really screaming. I mean, we played away at Crew um, during Andy Wing's first couple of games, and people were really on his back. And things may turn around, you know. We hope so, but, yeah. I think that's it. It is one game that we've seen. You know, pre-seasons, pre-season. You can't really take a great deal out of that. One game against a good Barnsley side, who you know. Tails were up and they they played really well. So, it, it, you don't want to make judgments on players too soon. But you were you, you were ho I was hoping for a bit more from from all of them. Like you say, it wasn't a there wasn't a any standout dreadful performances or standout exceptional performances. Perhaps with the exception of Robbie Hall when he came on, he looked bright and and yeah. made made things happen. And Simon Eastwood had an iffy day with his kicking a couple of times and but pulled off a couple of exceptional saves which you kind of expect from him so those two players I think could be you know, yeah. accepted from the criticism but the others would, it was yeah it was a flat performance and yeah. some, so somebody said we never got out of our shells if that you know it, it was a bit uh, but you just hope okay first game of the season they're still learning how each other play it's yeah. a new team like I say Barnsley haven't changed their, their side very much so they've gone into into a game knowing how they all play and you just hope it's going to get better yeah i mean it's true it is one game and it's, it's a massive cliche to say it but it, it is a marathon not a sprint isn't no. it i mean if you look at the start of last season our first two games were six points and no goals conceded yeah and with five games to go we were six points off the drop zone yeah yeah it's a long old season and oh, yeah. things are going to change you know we're going to have off days and, and 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 good days aren't we i mean and if players have come in on after speaking with jamie mackey the other one who gets a, a great billing from his club is Marcus Brown. Mm. Yeah. He didn't see on Saturday. No. But it's supposed to be a bit of something special for yeah. this level. Yeah. Um, you know, that we'll see when when he plays, but the, the yeah, the, the billing seems to be from West Ham fans that he's 
we're, we're quite sort of fortunate to have him. Yeah, the reports from West Ham is that he's a spectacular talent and we'll we'll do well with him. Yeah, but then he's injured. Yeah. Right, we we have that. The thing that worries me about the the volume of loans that we've got, you know, and if if Ricky Holmes joins as well, we know that's till Christmas. We've got Carruthers who's out reportedly for three months. Mm -hmm. Right, so how does that now work? You've got Garbutt, who came in from Everton, high pedigree, lots of people talking very highly of him. If he plays well, he'll probably go back, but if he plays badly, we're stuck with him. And then you've got Sam Smith at Reading, again, who's come with a lot of kudos, mm. a lot of talk about him for weeks and weeks and weeks, and that's something we haven't seen for quite a while from Oxford, is a lot of knowledge of all these transfers going through from everybody across yeah. the internet rather than the club announcing it. Mm. There's been a lot of, oh, we're signing this guy, signing this this guy, signing this guy. And it's been three weeks before the, it's actually been, <laughs> the paper's been, been, been inked, mm. which has been a bit weird. So you've, you've, we've lacked this big oomph signing mm. as well, you know, where it's been a surprise or a shock. Well, Robinson post-match said, didn't he, that we've had a fee accepted for an unnamed midfielder. Um, I think his actual quote, I don't want to miss, I think his actual quote was a substantial fee has been met by our owner um, for an unknown midfielder. Um, and so obviously all Ricky Holmes we think is pretty much done. And was there mention of another? It was why he wants one more centre mid. Right, okay. You know, and I think when you're looking at it, I think there's need for more attacking options. I think with Carruthers, now being injured for three months, we're going to have to say, right, we need to find a replacement there because he was a leading light in the, the potential of the team. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, lo I'm looking down the list and, and you've got Amani Little from Southampton. He's listed as one of our, our, our players for the senior squad, but we know he's going to go under 23, so we can discount him. He's not going to come in straight away, but obviously there's, there's some option around him. Tony McMahon from Bradford. Bradford fans didn't really seem to be too... It was kind of good... Dead ball delivery, but his legs have gone. Yeah, it was seen to be the, the comments around him. Yeah. So again, I don't know about that. We we, we like our either sprightly mm. wing backs or Brazilian ones, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's obvious, isn't it, that Robinson is is looking for quality, but work, clearly working within a budget. I don't think we we clearly don't have a budget that's setting the world alight. And is that um, a problem, Fraser? If we roll back to the end of the season and then I think if Carl Robinson could reset time a little bit and not say, yeah, we're going to work early, we're going to get our deals done, oh. we've got a load of players coming in, I think that comment built up our expectation. That that left me feeling really uneasy. Yeah, it well it was, like, they kept saying the deal was going to get done early and then one of the reasons they weren't getting done early was because of the World Cup. Yeah, which The was World great. Cup we knew was going to happen though. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, is there a World Cup? Yeah, yeah. 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 but yeah. were the players at the World Cup or were they too busy getting pissed with every, all the rest of us? <laughs> the well I think the, the, the line given was that the first teamers who were in, who were playing at the World Cup were going back to their clubs and then they were potentially going out. There, which, were when there, were dominant, there was a domino effect yeah. happening. Okay, so the players that have gone out, uh, Josh Ashby, Kane Hemmings, Ryan Ledson, Aaron Martin, Agon Mametti, James Roberts, Joe Rothwell, Wes Thomas, Dwight Tiandali, Mike Williamson, and the loans out, Fiacra Kelleher, Ivo Bukowski, and Malachi Napper. What do we think of, of that? Joe Rothwell, for me, is a big miss. Yeah. And, and going out with, you know, 
whatever the fee is going to be. I think it was tribunal, isn't it, that one? Or did we, or was it just an end of um, contract job on Rothwell? He just sort of drifted out the door, didn't he? It was like mm. we'd offered him, offered him a new contract and he'd gone, which is, yeah, it was a, it was a frustrating day. I think Ledson we knew was off. Hemmings, having someone of Hemmings' ability, okay, he hasn't really proved himself for us, but he did well for Mansfield, didn't he, after he got yeah. started? I mean, yeah. feeling the lack of firepower, mm. I would have much preferred to have had either Hemmings or Mimetti still around. Mm. I know Mimetti, a lot of people didn't enjoy, but I would rather have him there than the traffic cone. <laughs> and at the moment, we've got traffic cones on the pitch. So, um, yeah, that's my view. And again, if you look at the players who've got clubs, you know, Ricardinho, Dutch second division. Yeah, is it FC Twente who's gone to? Yeah. yeah. Um, Gino Van Kessel's somewhere. He's in Holland as well, Holland, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Actually, in yeah, Haag or something. I didn't mention him on the list, did I? There was, there was also, I mean, players that we had in on loans that we hoped we maybe could have got. So Alex Mowit, who played against us on Saturday, yeah, uh, and Todd Kane, yeah, um, who's gone mm. to Hull, yeah. Um, I think that must have I been think, a wage thing. Yeah, well, I don't think we could match what he wanted, um, which is a miss. But supposedly got some very good fullbacks in. I mean, we'll see. But, um, I think somebody like Rothwell would have had a you know, a real impact on the game on Saturday because we we missed pace from our midfield pushing forward and, and supporting or, or making runs and trying to turn their, their centre-halves because we, we looked a bit pedestrian at times on Saturday and, and I think yeah I think Rothwell's it's been a kind of stop he had a stop-start sort of career with us a little bit where mm. he came in did well got injured was out and and never really had a long run in the side he yeah. just felt there was a real talent there you that all, yeah. we didn't quite see you for long enough saw. and often enough and it, it just we always saw flashes of brilliance, yeah. didn't we? I'll go to that. I think it was Bradford we played on a Tuesday night at home last year. And we we conceded that late equaliser. But Oxford played really good football. And I think he scored the one that put us 2-1 up. And he really bossed the midfield that night. He was whipping balls mm. all over the place. And it was nights like that, and games like that, where you really saw the product of this guy from the Man United youth system. And you thought, this is the guy we got in. And... But then, like, say his hamstring would go or something, he'd be out. And I know that's no one's fault, but no, no. It, some players do just seem to be prone to it, don't they? Yeah. Uh, Mackie is apparently one of them. Um, yeah. And Carruthers. Yeah. And his, his knee ligament's mm. gone, isn't it? Yeah. That's, I think, what the people are saying. So, so three, three months, three months out from today. Yeah. So it's not ideal. <laughs> no. But there we go. So we'll see who uh, what comes in uh, in the next few days. I think the window shuts Thursday. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And, and then loan windows end of the month. End of the month. Right. Okay. Um, so we shall see what happens there. Uh, so uh, off the field, um, we have a new home and away kit. Um, so home kit first. What did uh, what do people think of that? Love it. Yeah, really like the design. I really like the colours. Uh, the badge is okay. I'm going to have to get another tattoo now to, to update <laughs> that again. Um, Don't get the little lines though. Like, they're it's too uh, too fussy. Just yeah, simplify the on, on, on your bum. It's going to look fine. But no, I do. I do like the the home kit. I think the the kids kit could do with something on it I don't know if the club could have given that to a charity rather than it looking blank mm. it looks a bit, I saw quite a lot of kids with their kits on Saturday at the game it looked a bit odd I saw and, and one or two 
the young of sort of kids of guys I go to the football with have gone for the small adult sizes. You know, the 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 kids are sort of ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and they're wearing the small one because they want the singer, they want yeah. the logo on there, which you can understand. Yeah, it's a great logo. It's it is look great. Yeah, sponsored yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, what about Anima Lattes? I thought it was animalates. <laughs> was it? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was based on the word Pilates. Well, was it, wasn't it like black and round? It didn't actually exist. <laughs> oh, right. Like Nick Nery socks. No one ever saw them. <laughs> and then the Away kit. Uh, so it's... Is it dark blue or is it black? Yeah, it's dark, dark very dark blue, isn't it? It's not. It's, they're both really... You're right. They're really nice kits. I, I, yeah. You know, I don't buy one every, every year. Probably maybe two or three over the last ten years. But... I'm kind of tempted by the away kit. I like the the, the blue and the yellow. It does look nice. Yeah. Really, not really nice. Good quality, apparently. Yeah. I'm not sure about the collar. I quite like a non-collared shirt for mm. football, but it, it does look nice. Mm. Yeah. I was going to buy both, but then we lost against Barnsley. They called <laughs> <laughs> See, this is it. You know, football. It's a results business, isn't it? If you're listening, Oxford. And the training kit's nice. The sort of I bought a hoodie. In that bright blue Puma stuff, really nice quality. Mm. Yeah, I think they've, they've yeah, got I must say I, nice. I wasn't a big fan of the badge change, but since I've seen it on a few things, it's grown on me slightly. Um, I still prefer just the Oxhead, but then I'm not a. I understand the whole marketing thing behind it, bra- marketing the brand and that sort of thing, and having the word Oxford on there. Um, it, it sells massively. Yeah. Oh, I, I can see, it why does, they, yeah. see why they see why they've done it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I'll take all my stuff back now because <laughs> yeah. they lost against Barnsley. Yeah. As people were shouting around me, waving their season tickets yeah, on yeah. The, the 43rd minute on, yeah. on the first game of the season. You know, people who don't understand sarcasm or irony are going to be all over you. <laughs> so you get that, don't you? You remembering Twitter is a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, okay, so something else uh, is our training ground. Um, every new player that signs always says this bit in their interview that well, I've been around the training ground and it's amazing or it's like a great facility or something like that. Uh, well, James, you're involved in sports teams. Do you know what can you um, tell us about? Once it's up and running and it's working well, I think I'd be happier. Obviously, yeah. knowing the partnership that Oxford United are with and the council are with, I will comment once they're once it's up and running. It's basically where it was, isn't it? Is it like the next, it's basically next door, isn't it? Yeah, 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 I think so, but they've got got some issues um, in having it operational, which we need it operational, because yeah. the club are paying for St George's Park and, so and Abington, I think. Are we there now, or are we still not there? Don't know. No, we don't know. But there's a lot of mystery still. Tells, there's, there's, there's still a bit of mystery about the club. I mean, the communication with the club has been fantastic, right? The, the fan interaction is back up to the top levels mm. but there needs to be I think a clearer strategy of informing fans of what's going on about other issues things like the stadium things like um, the training ground well we had the news recently that the stadium has been renewed as a community asset that's an Oxfox thing though right it's yeah, not a yeah. club thing the club aren't you know there's no comments no one's said whether uh, Tiger has met with Firoz as Tiger said he was going to do at the fans forum. Um, so there's that side of things, which I know is difficult for the club, because club don't really want to keep mentioning things that might not be great. So, right, we're not just, we, we just won't comment. Um, but I hope that's not something that's coming from the new ownership. Mm. You know, t- Tigers, there's, a, there's, there's still a lot of um, goodwill for Tiger. 
I think. Yeah. And and that will run out if results don't go as Mr Eels discovered yeah and (laughs) and there needs to be an arm round him and just the whisper and I'm sure the the team are that way that you know we've we've got to prepare ourselves for a little bit of a siege mentality plan B um, bunker plan Mm. um, if things don't go well to try and uh, pacify fans Mm. that are getting frustrated with things that are going to happen on the pitch we could well be you know these teams coming up, um, but yeah, the training ground was just part of that ongoing. Yeah, can we just like yeah, nothing's running smoothly, is it? No. There's there's little issues here and there with so with the training ground with arbitration, where it is going on with Viroz and the the service costs and and little bits and pieces all over the place that yeah. just. Are we still in the middle of our dispute over yeah. what is it? Something very frivolous, isn't it? Or isn't it coffee or something? Uh, something like that? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, there's Don't all, know. all sorts going on. But yeah. to be fair to the club, we've then got that whole rail thing going in at the back of the East Stand, and for Oxford to be a pioneer mm. in safe standing, I love that we were. It's just to push awesome. That, yeah. You know, yeah. well done to every single person at the club who's been involved in that and pushed that through. Mm. Um, and long may it continue. And. and that whole East Stand be um, made to be a happier place to watch football. I've seen some tweets today of a uh, Swindon fan who's been given a banning order for filming the game live streaming uh, on live Facebook, streaming, which is yeah. really weird. I mean, yeah. I get it, I do oh, get it, especially if it's Swindon. I think you've just got to protect people from but, from that yeah. sort of content online. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you wouldn't <laughs> want that on the internet. That's, <laughs> That's a different thing, isn't it? I'd imagine so, GCHQ are onto that. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, it comes up as something weird. But, just but it is a weird one, is it? Because are they, I mean, is that is that setting a benchmark now? Is everyone who does that while they watch Swindon going to... There are, by the way, there should be many pounds getting thrown in jars with all these s <laughs> oh, yes. flying about. <laughs> no, we, I, I'm first time I've been on the, the, the podcast and happily we'll say that word because <laughs> okay. we own it. Yeah. We've beaten them so much that yeah, yeah. we own the world. I love like this logic. I really yeah. like this logic you're so saying we, here, yeah. They can't say Oxford. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So Any Swindon fan cannot say Oxford. It upsets them so much. Oh. But it brings me joy because yeah. it brings laughter Memories and fun. Of, and, yeah. You know, yeah. God, I can't remember. Was oh, it last brilliant. century, last time? No, I can't remember. It's that far mm. back I had. I didn't so have any grey hair back then. <laughs> I haven't got any grey hair now. <laughs> so there you go, listeners. We get Swiss yellow on the old podcast, and uh, you know we all feel better about ourselves for saying the S bomb. I mean, uh, yeah, that's that's quite. And I didn't bring the change. No, I know. <laughs> there we go. Simon, you were on the pre-season tour this year, I believe. Yes. Um, quick word on that. What did you? Uh, I, I was on as well, but you know, yeah, what no, was your it was good. It was good. Far more intense in terms of three games in three days. So flew out Sunday, games on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, flew back Thursday. So it was it was sort of whistle stop rather than the Spain and Portugal ones being far more relaxed and sort of a day or two in between each game and being able to 
turn it into a proper holiday. This was a bit more mm. full on. Um, Mind you, Michael O'Leary's jolly Ryanair tried to screw us on the last day, didn't they? With a yes, <laughs> yeah, and and he well, they didn't. We he were delayed right us on the way out. I, yeah. I actually the, the I was delayed coming back from Faro, and the compensation for that paid for flight and accommodation to Ireland. Oh, and really? then I was delayed going to Ireland, so got compensation for that. So hopefully the airlines will continue to do this every year. <laughs> Delay me at some point, I get compensation. It pays yeah. for the following years. So I will say, if you great, get any compensation out of that man, no, it did. Oh, you have done. Yeah, oh already God. done. So, That's, I'm sorry, and, James. And I actually, thought the best achievement was James. <laughs> Make us feel good about staying in Swindon, but that's probably yeah. outdone that. So, so if anyone <laughs> listening to the podcast was delayed at Birmingham on the way out on the Sunday, just go on the Ryanair um, website and you can claim compensation and they'll, they'll pay up. Brilliant. So I know, it was amazing. Yeah. But, uh, but so yes, it was a great thought, wasn't it? It was, yeah. The, the made, to be, made to feel really welcomed by, by everybody there. Um, Certainly, the, the, the three games that we played, the three clubs were, were tremendously welcoming. Um, lots of really nice people. And on the Wednesday, obviously, we had the, um, the World Cup semi-final. And sort of walking through Dublin suburbs to get to the pub that we arranged and sort of several hundred Oxford fans in a pub in Dublin watching the game was great. But on the way there, some of our fans wearing England shirts and... You know, locals going, good luck today, lads, hope you win. You know, and being serious, it wasn't, you know, I think it it will be, if we go again next year, which seems to be Carl's kind of pre-season, he likes to do three games in three days in, in and around Dublin. Uh, quite happy to go again, I enjoyed it. I thought what was interesting was that in the build-up to it, when he was asked about Dublin, he, he did keep saying that uh, I want to go somewhere where there's going to be similar weather conditions to what we're going to play in. And then abnormally, Europe's going through this bizarre heat wave yeah. still going on. So Dublin was actually quite warm. It was nice. For yeah. days, but it was nice. <laughs> it was a bit of a break from here. But yeah, yeah it was, it was right, yeah, it? very yeah. pleasant. Really nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, our next game is against Joey Barton's Fleetwood Town. So if you're if you're Carl Robinson and you've you've got everything from last Saturday minus Carruthers and plus um, Holmes, which we 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 imagine will be the case by Saturday, what are your what are your thoughts? What are you doing going into that game? Really push push uh, Fleetwood, put a lot of pressure on them and run at them, get get a lot of pace. I think Joey Barton is a similar sort of personality to the Canio, and could probably be quite passionate on the touchline. The focus is going to be on him no matter what he says, so his players are going to have to respect him and the way he's going to manage things. So what you want to do, I would think, is put them under a lot of pressure so they've not, not got time to, to, to breathe, not got time to play with the ball or play Fleetwood's way. McElhenney is going to be you know, a, a, a thorn in our side, he's going to shoot from anywhere just to try and you know, score another wonder goal. Um, I think it's a really difficult game for us because of our opening phase is so difficult you would say this is the one to try and get a win from and if we don't get a win from it then you're already looking oh where's our next view coming from because I think after that one we'll go through those but I think we've really got to go for it with Fleetwood I think we really really have and given how we played on Saturday and that we may get a bunch of players in today and Carl Robinson has in the paper today you know, dipped into the criticising your midfield already. What then happens is he, he can't pick the same players, or is he going to now put his arm mm -hmm. around 
Ruffles and Brannigan and, and you know I, I, I've found that really odd that he singled out the midfield that early on in the season yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think you're right on getting at Fleetwood because there there might be a temptation among the players to be very cautious and after last week it, I mean it, it wasn't just a loss it was it was a beating really yeah. wasn't it um, yeah. there might be a, a a temptation to to look for a point or sit back but I mean I'd I'd be horrified if we did that it's our ground we're not playing a team who are built to be amazing yeah. you know but they're also not not that bad um, it's our ground it's it's the first game of the season in in our place and. I think, we, yeah, you're absolutely right. We we have got to set up to get at them. There's there's no room for looking for a draw on Saturday, if you ask me. No, um, I, I want to see Oxford United batter someone. Yeah. Not in terms. Well, I do want to see it in school, every week, preferably just, <laughs> just going for it. Yeah. yeah, right. Pace. We seem to have pace. Sam Smith looked like he had a lot of pace. Brannigan's quick with the ball. Um, uh, then uh, Gavin White again. Mm. He, when he came on, he didn't. He, he just seemed a bit of a schoolboy. Compared to some of the Barnsley players, I want to see him come on and you know show what he can do. I don't want Gavin White to be a player that's going to need a year to develop. Like um, who was that young lad we signed from university? Giles. Um, Giles. Johnny Giles. Johnny Giles. Who was yeah. like, oh yeah, he's the most skillful player we've got. He's ever so quick, and he didn't even get on the pitch, did he? By no. five minutes. I think he played against Leicester in pre-season. Yeah. And we didn't really see him again. No. No, and I don't. I really don't want to see Gavin White be that. I want him to be maybe not the finished article, but want him to come in mm. and, and do that. Brown hopefully won't be injured. We'll see him. So, bit of youth. Brown, mm. Smith, White in a, in in an attacking formation of some some note with Ricky Holmes and then these other five players yeah. we need. Oh, what you're saying there about youthful sort of prospects who maybe don't maybe have, have have gone and we didn't expect them to. Have you? What were people's thoughts on Malachi Napper going out? Because I, I quite liked him in pre-season. I thought he, he was he did very well, and I was a bit surprised that he went out with with Carruthers. And I think Napper has gone because Holmes is coming in. Yeah, I don't think he was going to get anywhere near the team no. with with Holmes, Carruthers, White. I think there's a hierarchy there. He's a talent, needs to, to bulk up. I mean, I didn't see any of the preseason, so people have said that he has bulked up a little bit. So, but. I think that obviously the club think there's there's a talent there. The three year contract that he signed just before he went to Macclesfield on loan. So I think there's they've hope, hopefully got hopes for him. Um, and I, yeah, he'll get more pitch time playing at Macclesfield than he would have done for us. And perhaps come, I don't know if there's a recall if he perhaps you know has a really good start to the season, the first six months, and then comes back, you know, ready to go into the first team for us. Or if not, it's next year. I mean, he's still. What is he? Eighteen, something like that. So there's there's a real chance for him, I think, to to develop his career this year, playing yeah. more games. His loan expires in January, right? So it's not a full year. No. So he he'll, he'll be back January the first. Um, Kelleher's loan is to the end of the season, and Pekalski's loan is to the end of the Swedish league, which is thirty first of November. So we may see him back. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Right? Pekalski goes on and becomes this player that, that Pep uh, had promised us. I know in the few outings he, he had for us, he really didn't show that at the end of the season. Um, but he was coming off the back of being out for nine months, wasn't he? So you could maybe give him the benefit of the doubt and think yeah. uh, he's going to be a bit rusty, um, yeah. as any of us would. So the, the loans are good. Again, Kelleher, I've got no idea what that's about. Right, he was signed two managers ago by Appleton. Wasn't it's a he? funny he, one, isn't it? He signed just after Appleton left. Yeah, I think it was yeah. almost 
within yeah. a couple of days. It was yeah, yeah. It was going to like you say it was an Appleton signing, but happened after he'd gone. So after we lost out on Liam Lindsay, wasn't it? To yes. a certain team up north. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but, that, but but Fleetwood, yeah, I think we've we've really got to um, go for it against them. Um, go as you said, going out for a draw. It's not the Oxford way. No, I think it'd be horrifying if we attempted to do that. Yeah. Second game of the season. We're at home. We've got wrongs to put right. Yeah. We're playing a team who, as I say, aren't amazing but aren't bad. We've got to go for three points, and th- th- there's no other option if you ask me. Yeah. And that'll get the fans behind them. If yeah. we start a little bit nervously and things aren't going right, then yeah, based on what happened at Barnsley with some of the fans immediately being critical, we'll get that again at home yeah. more so. Yeah. So yeah, for, for all sorts of reasons, attack, get you know, get on the front foot early, and, and I've also not known our fans to get so critical so early on. Why do you think that was in the first game of the season within the first half? Yeah, we, mean, we're away to a team that had been relegated and was, has, are a good side with very good players. But I went there with the expectation that we were going to lose. Why uh, did you, do you think there was a big number of fans that turned on the team so early? I think it's a factor of a few things. I think the, I don't. Uh, let me first say I don't think it was justified if people were, were, were going mad at the team. Um, I actually didn't hear that much of it where I was sitting, but a lot of people did, so perhaps I was just in a, a, a more friendly area <laughs> of the ground. Um, but um, someone made the point that uh, in terms of opening games of the season, I think the only one in recent times is we lost to Burton on the first game of the season in Appleton's first season. Other than that, we've always fared all right usually on the first game of the season. And um, you know we had that glorious day away at Pompey a few years ago where we smashed them, I think it was 4-1. Um, we beat Oldham on the first game of the season last year and we've had a few draws in there as well so I, I agree with you James when we were going up to Yorkshire on Saturday I didn't go up thinking we're definitely going to win this game but with the new manager new owner and I know it's not a new manager but, but basically a new manager a new owner a new setup, the amount of players that have come in I didn't expect us I didn't expect it to be as men against boys as it was mm. uh, I was surprised I, I didn't expect us to be so overrun in midfield mm. um but you know, but I think overall, it's fair to put it down to lit some nerves. More players are coming in, and we were playing against a very good side, mm. one that we may not come up against as good as that again. Yeah, and it was also, uh, I mean, it's hard to take when your team's losing. But I looked to the right up that hill, with I think it was about 80th minute, and it was just full of Oxford fans leaving. Mm. I don't even think we were four nil down at that point. I think no, we were no, still I think three a lot down. went at three nil. Yeah, it was there was a lot of yeah, yeah, you know. And I'm not going to criticise them for doing that because sometimes you just can't take it anymore. Mm. But it just it just felt like there's a was a real issue mm. really early on yeah. between the fans and the team, which worried me a little bit. You know, I just can't put my finger on it. Can't put my finger. But on we it. all know how football works. We win the next two games, it's all forgotten. Oh, totally. <laughs> it's exactly the way totally. it goes, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you know, maybe it's because of a lot of the 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 signings, some of the stuff that's been alluded to. You know, there's been a number of fans who've been talking very highly and supportively of what Carl and Tiger are doing, but they yeah. they've been rare in number. Mm. There's been a lot of people who are, well, we're going to bide our time and see. And maybe the patience of those fans who are saying, we'll bide our time and see, just ran out. I think Robinson, I really like Carl Robinson, but I think he's very good at saying what fans want to hear. 
whether or not there's always substance behind it, we'll find out. Um, but I think he's very good at uh, 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 what he says and, and how to get fans on side. And I'm not saying he's being devious or deceptive. Um, I just think he understands fans' thought processes a lot more than, say, Pep Clotet did. A hundred percent. I think Carl yeah. Robinson is a fantastic manager. You want him on your your team as opposed to being against you and he does things fans love like throttling the, the, Black the, the Blackburn <laughs> fan at the that end of the season yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I can see the, probably the communications people at the club are thinking Muradi mm, didn't do that actually go ahead it's fine you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like um, he, he, you're right everything he says and everything he does is what we want to hear maybe he's ridden that wave a little bit he was a bit overconfident about some of the signings been a little bit more forthcoming that we're going to get people in and that's raised the expectation level and when it looks like we've sort of struggled a bit from a recruitment point of view go up to Barnsley lose heavily lose heavily is this the squad that he wanted Mm. is is there some frustration that he's not being able to work in his budget how's his relationship with Tiger is Tiger where's Tiger's money coming from is Tiger backing him in the right way these are questions that immediately are put to the fore when you have a 4-0 loss last season nobody gave a crap about where our signings came from because we won 1-0 at Oldham which was a fairly scrappy game we were okay we didn't dominate Oldham who eventually you know really struggled in that position it's the rollercoaster from the season isn't it because I think it was either our first or our second home game was against Pompey. Um, it was that day Cap Van Kessel came on yeah. and we smashed yeah. them 3-0. And yeah. we looked, I left the ground that day thinking, Wait, this is a team here, this is yeah. really good, this is great. And, you know, it was two and a half months later we left after shipping seven goals at home to Wigan. And you yeah. just thought, where's that team gone? Barn, uh, Bradford. Yeah. That last minute equaliser against Bradford. If you look at last season, I think that was the point at which we had a team that was going for it suddenly had the morale sucked out of them yeah. and that was just one of those things that happened Absolutely, you know yeah. it wasn't the team's fault it was just an occurrence which happened we then had that last minute equaliser yeah. and, and I worry that there's a lot of negativity around the club now um, Selfie always describes it as a clock and that if you, you think about the, 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 the 45 minutes of a, of a half the fans have got a propensity to get annoyed at certain points. Now, if we've won 10, fans probably won't moan until the 80th minute of the game. But if we're doing really badly, fans mm-hmm. will probably start moaning about the 12th minute. So it's like the doomsday clock. It's the moan clock of, mm, of Oxford yeah. United. And you think at the moment with the pre-season, probably that clock's now sitting at somewhere just before half-time, before fans will start getting a bit frustrated and a bit fed up. Mm. And a, you know that that that's sort of a warning, I think, for the whole morale of the club. And you know, I don't want to sound too negative. It is only one game, but but no. get out of that initial loss. Okay, so our next uh, few games, our next few league games coming up, we have Fleetwood Town at home, Portsmouth away, Accrington Stanley at home, Burton at home, and Sunderland away. Um, so that's our next five league games. What are people thinking from that? So either points or just general thoughts of of that Fleetwood that set of fixtures. Often a bit of a bogey team for us. Coventry is obviously the cup game, so that might be a bit of a change of team. Pompey away, 
Pompey will be a good side this year, I think. Uh, yeah. You know, Jacket knows what he's doing. Um, Accrington, not sure. Burton. Burton seem to be in a bit of a, a nightmare situation. Their, their fans have turned already. There were shouts of Clough out and all sorts. So, right. I don't, yeah, I don't think they're in a particularly good place. But you never know. And Sunderland, well, Sunderland started the season with a you know, last-minute winner, and yeah. that'll that'll be a huge game. So it could be could be tricky. It yeah, certainly is. Not, a, there's not nothing there that you can look at. Like, oh, yeah. that'll, that'll no, be all right. I mean, that'll be all right. I mean, the way that, I mean, I guess a, a way a positive way you could look at it is, and I'm not saying you weren't looking at it positively, no. but a positive way you could look at it is if we can get a fair amount of points out of that, then that's a lot of the Tough, tricky, tricky games, team sort like, of moving out yeah. of the way. Um, and I don't want to say, you know. You know, we, we lost twice to Bury last year, so mm. I'm not saying that everyone no, down no. the bottom of the table is the other whipping boys, but um, it, it certainly is a, a fiery first set of uh, fixtures, mm. uh, isn't it? That we've that we've we've got coming up. Yeah, I think we'll get a point out of Fleetwood at least. I hope um, that's if we go for it. Pompey would be good to get a point out of Pompey. I think you're right. They are a very good good team. Accrington Stanley, uh, uh, again, another one of those teams we always blooming struggle against, but. Mm. Think we'll get something this year. I've just got a feeling. Burton, you're right. They are wobbling a bit, and um, then there's the Methven Derby with, with, <laughs> with Sunderland, and uh, I just you know don't want to see Charlie dancing in the streets around. We'll be running the, the line, stadium, won't he? Doing something <laughs> like yeah. he used to. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, I want us to beat Sunderland. Um, I don't want you to have a Kevin Keegan moment now, but I'm right with you on that. Yeah, yeah. I would love it if we yeah, do that. Yeah. Oh, I've jinxed it now, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to miss that one, so it's, it's a bit of a shame, but I hope yeah. people have a brearing weekend up in the, the, the lovely Wearside, seeing in the nature and the architecture. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. The heritage <laughs> that's yeah. up there. Yeah. Well, that, that comes a day after my 50th birthday. That Sunderland game. So that'd be oh, a lovely right. Point. In five years' nice. time. Yeah, yeah, I, know. I know. I had a very easy paper round. <laughs> that, so that would be. Like, I think a lot of Oxford fans are looking at that. Yeah. Know, that particular fixture for, for lots of reasons. Big club in our division, a night out in Newcastle for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've lost Donald, all of that, and I just Maguire think Maguire. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, that'd be. You know. We've lost Charlton away on a Saturday this year, so we want a <laughs> we want a good a Saturday away, yeah. good few Saturday away days, don't we? I think September is a banger for away days, isn't it? Is it Sunderland, AFC Wimbledon, and Wickham all in the same month? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, cracker for away days in September. Right, so uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, we will do another podcast very soon. Thank you to uh, Swiss Yellow James for coming and being uh, on the this podcast and uh thank you to Simon uh for letting us use your uh, your office and uh, right. great contributions <laughs> to the podcast as usual right see you soon bye bye, bye.